to another episode of Agency Nation Radio. My friends, we have a very special guest, someone I'm incredibly excited to speak to, uh, Mike LaRocco, the CEO and president of State Auto Insurance, coming to us from the booming metropolis that is Columbus, Ohio. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. It's another gorgeous day in amazing Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so I want to get kind of right into uh, the topic today. Um, you're going to be uh, on a panel at Elevate, which is going to be phenomenal Tuesday morning. We're so happy about that. And also, I just want to let everyone know and give a big shout out to you for being a sponsor of the event. It means a lot to us. I tell everyone the audience makes it amazing, but uh, sponsors make it possible. So we appreciate that. Um, well, we're happy to do it. You know, we only distribute through agents. So uh we care deeply about them, and we think the program is going to be uh, terrific. So I'm looking forward to being a part of it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so now that we've stroked each other's egos, let's <laughs> let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. And, and in particular, um, you have uh, an incredible focus on innovation, technology, kind of moving us forward. And, and in particular, that was uh, your. Uh, you know, kind of the crux of your position, and I'm talking in a broad sense, uh, when you came into State Auto, and 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 um, I'm just interested in why, I guess. What was it about uh, when you came into State Auto? What, why did you, why push so hard on that piece, and why do you think it's so important to agents from a, from a high level? Let's start there. Sure, there there's a lot there. I, I, I believe for a long time, prior to uh, coming back on, into the insurance industry, uh, I did a startup out on, on the West Coast, and uh, so I, I got really close to the technology, and as I was looking at the industry, it was clear to me that uh, mutual small regionals uh, were either going to have to change dramatically or basically they were dead men walking. And, and so when we came to State Auto, we knew that we had a real opportunity because companies of our size, regionals, have some disadvantages of being smaller, but we have more advantages uh, if we are acting nimble and responsive and creative and passionate about issues. So when we looked at technology and where it was going, we made the decision here with the support of our board of directors that if we could innovate around technology, if we could truly become a digital company that had not been done before, no one else is fully digital, at least not through the uh, independent agency system, we could provide not only ourselves but our agents with a different way of doing business. So we made that commitment, and I'm very proud of the fact uh, that by the end of this year, all of our new business written for home and auto, 100% will be in a digital way. No paper, no cash, no checks. Uh, no postage, uh, all digital, just like if you're buying uh, some of your products uh, on Amazon. Uh, we've already launched commercial for commercial auto and BOP. That'll get done uh, by probably middle towards the end of next year. And that innovation is so critical for our industry because we talk about change. We, we say change is coming and then things don't happen as fast as we expect. So we kind of look the other way and keep doing what we've always done. This time the change is for real. I mean, if you talk about sensors, artificial intelligence, robotics, whatever big terminology you want to use that's hot right now, it's coming to our industry. And, and the movement to digital, by the way, is obviously not a bold statement because it's happening everywhere we look outside of our industry. We just believe strongly that it's going to affect this industry and we decide to be a leader in that space, and I'm proud of what our team has done, and I'm very proud of how our agents have not only accepted uh, our change, but adopted to it very, very rapidly. 
so when you um with the with the digital platform which i which i think is phenomenal um was there any talk about so i know it's a diminishing case and maybe even today the edge case i i haven't been uh, a boots on the ground agent uh for for three years now but um i know some insured still like to pay with check and some with cash do you think that there's an there's a chance that that cuts out part of the market is that a concern or is it that maybe just because it was a still it because it was still an option that's why they use that option and when not given that option really have no problem moving to a to a digital platform does that does that question make yeah, sense yeah it makes sense and it, it's more the latter than the former i mean first of all it'd be foolish of us or me to suggest that there aren't going to be some customers who are going to be unwilling to have a digital relationship with their insurance company, even if they're buying stuff online uh, today. There's going to be some res resistance or reluctance to change the way they've done business historically with insurance companies. So that's absolutely positively going to limit us, but it's truly uh, a minority part of the uh, population. And of course, it's over time becoming less and less. So it certainly was a concern of ours. Uh, we know that our independent agents, some of them express that strongly to us. The great news, of course, is they have lots of options where checks are still welcome and paying by cash and people that want the paper and all that other stuff. They've got those types of options out there. We're not, we're not at all suggesting that we know better or there's, you know, we're smart or anything like that. We just know that for us, for state auto, this is the best way forward. Companies of our size can no longer afford to try to be like the big companies or try to be all things to all people. You've got to have a very clear vision, a very clear strategy, and do that strategy really, really well. So your question's a great one in the sense that there are some customers who won't be an option for us, but we believe that on balance, uh, the cost of doing business in multiple ways and where we see the future go, this was the best decision. You know, it's funny you talk about the cash. Um, my kids, yeah. So I have a one and a three-year-old, or you know, whatever. And uh, they see money. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. When they see money, they say yuck, right? Because I see like a quarter or something. I'm like, oh, don't touch that quarter. Like, you don't want that. That's gross. You know, and put it in their mouth or something. So like, they're gonna grow up. They might not even ever really remember cash. Like, I mean, that's that's like the way the world is going. So it makes complete sense. And, and I, to be honest with you, I absolutely love. The mentality of a super regional saying we are going to dial in on being the best for the customer we want and my question to you is why do you think many of your peer companies and, and i'm not this isn't a knock this is just trying to understand the industry why do you think maybe other um other peers that you have might be slow to adopt this or struggle with that idea not that they don't necessarily believe it but struggle to make that move as quickly as as you have what do you think the general in a broad stroke i know you can't speak for them but yeah no i'll do my best i, I do want to mention since you got to mention your kids mine are 31 and 26 i, I don't think they may not even have checking accounts by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, i feel you um but uh regarding that i, I mean it, it's it's it, you're right it, i i can't speak for them I, I think it takes a level of commitment not just from the leadership team but from the boards that support the leadership team to make this bold of a decision. Because think about the risk, right? I mean, the, the risk is that, first of all, from a technology standpoint, you got to get it right. And that's why we did this for new business only to start. We'll eventually move our legacy customers over. But you could not, we stood up the system in about 14 months. That's literally standing up an insurance company in 14 months. 
And you can't do that if you do the same things that companies have done poorly for years and years and years, which is, you know, put in place new technology that is just where they try to take all their legacy customers and bring it over. Then all they've done is rebuild their legacy platform onto a better uh, technology software that that just literally never works. So one, you've got to have the 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 backing and and the and the leadership team that's willing to do it. Two, you've got to have the creativity to build uh, the platform quickly and effectively. And then three, you got to kind of go all in, right? So you got to have the ability to say, we're going to do this, and we're going to say no. You know, we're going to say no to a lot of stuff, right? Because Certainly, we got pushback from agents. Well, can we make an exception in these cases, or can we do something different with that product under that circumstance? And and that is difficult. And and I think for the larger companies, particularly where you've got this huge book of business and you've got you know a, a bunch of range of products from small commercial up to the really big stuff, uh, changes can be change like this could be very disruptive. And I think there's a reluctance to make that type of decision. So for the small companies, there's risk. There's always risk in this type of stuff, but that risk may be more than they want to take. And for bigger companies, you know, you're disrupting a machine that's running at least seemingly pretty effectively. I'm not sure that'll hold up over the coming amount of change that we see anyway. And, yeah. and, and I guess that's the last piece is that this leadership team really believes strongly that the amount of change coming this time's for real, and it's going to be pretty significant. So I think you put all that into the mix, and it's it's tough for people to get to yeah. this decision. And again, we may be wrong, and so uh, who knows? I you know obviously we don't believe that, but uh, I think that's what goes into those decisions of some companies being reluctant. And so I want to ask you this question too, um, and I because. Th- Agents all the time, we hear about the legacy technology problem that many uh, carriers face. But everyone up from the you know the nationals and internationals all the way all the way down to even uh, single state carriers. Uh, just to give people a level set, um, I actually was talking to uh, an executive carrier the other day, and he said that the system that manages all their policies at the bottom of it has a copyright 1979 on it. And uh, and was dead ass serious. So um, you know, I guess just just to give agents who who don't live in the space, who may be saying to themselves, "Geez, I can go get a brand new agency management system and be flying on a, you know a platform as slick as Salesforce, and you know in, in a couple of weeks, uh, how come my carrier can't do this?" Like maybe just give them a level set on some of the level, uh, legacy technology issues that. Uh, carriers are dealing with in particular i know you you just said you had to make some bold decisions um when you decided to make this move maybe just give them an idea that so that you know maybe you know, do, you, do you get what i'm asking for yeah yeah i do i mean i how long do we have yeah exactly. i mean we literally don't have enough time i mean the, the systems that insurance companies are using today are just crap for the most part i mean they're really really bad i mean our commercial system uh that we'll be replacing still has uh green screens for god's sakes i mean you know um, when I was in college a lifetime ago, I was pretty good at DOS programming. I think I could still apply it to some of these to some of these systems. So the the problem is what agents do struggle to understand is that the the complexity of these systems. I mean, they're they're holding up uh, auto, home, BOP, middle market commercial, package business, workers' compensation, and they were built truly uh, in the 
you know, 80s, maybe in, even into the early 90s. And when the, the software that's out there today, the, 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 the technology you can buy today to stand up a new system is actually pretty good. It's, it's again, applied. And if you look at our, our digital system, you know, you can go through the process of rating and quoting and purchasing and for an auto policy in, you know, five or six minutes. And we're reaching out to third-party databases so agents don't have to type in a ton of information. When you're trying to convert those old systems onto that new platform and you're bringing through all of the endorsements and all the exceptions you made over 20 years or so around commercial policies or or the way you compensate agents and, and the billing systems and all the billing exceptions that you made and all the billing plans that you created. It's our fault, by the way. It's insurance companies' fault, 100%, that we built all these complex uh, systems on these really old platforms and never updated them. But think about all of that and, and, and how long it would take to replace that system and to even to try to modify it and take all that old code on languages that aren't even used anymore and convert it to modern technology. And I think that's the flaw in a lot of our industry is that we're still trying to do that. And it's, it's a fool's game because we just get modestly better. And that's not good enough. And that's why you're seeing so many new entrants into our space because they're looking at our space. These, these startups are, we're under attack as an industry uh, because what they're looking over and saying, uh, there's got to be a better way to do this than the way it's being done today. And that's, uh, so I, I can't realize that's really a, a poor answer, but I, I hope it at least gets a little bit uh, to uh, what I think is actually a very good question, which is, you know, and if, if I'm in an agent insurance, you're saying, why is it so hard? But it, it really is. No, I certainly don't think that was a poor answer. Actually, that was a, a really, a really good way to describe it. I mean, uh, if, if I heard you right, the, the last 12 cobalt programmers in the world live in Hartford and Columbus. Um, I think you're right. God uh, bless us. The other note, I try to write jokes down because I always forget them, but uh, a significant portion of this audience probably doesn't even know what DOS is, to be honest with you. So we would have to go into explaining what I'm old. <laughs> well, I, hey, I, I, my first. Oh. There is there? A, my first computer. We lost was, you. We lost you for just a second there. The good part is I wasn't saying something interesting, so we'll just move on. Okay. Um. So, all right. So you talked a little bit about commercial, and uh, these are maybe some of my questions are coming a little out of order, but I'm just really interested in this, and because I, I know you guys are are moving this digital platform into the commercial space. You had mentioned that. I think you your first uh, state was was Illinois, and and with more to come, obviously. Um. Small business, uh, you said we are under attack. I think that's a great way to describe it. Um, and small business seems to be the new target, right? Uh, that, uh, uh, a lot yep. of these companies went after auto first, have moved into renters is the sexy new policy, I guess now, and, um, and small commercial. And, and I think we'd all agree it feels like, especially BOP business, can fit that auto model to a certain extent, a broad sweeping stroke. My question for you is, do you think that moves into middle market and large market? And if you do, how long? Like, you know what I mean? It, that's the space yeah. where I think people still have a flag in the ground going, no, 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 not here. I'm, you're never going to get to my yeah. middle market, you know, D to C writers. And I'm, I struggle with that being reality. Yeah, well, uh, before I answer that, I want to be really clear. And if you can get back to this and let me expand on it later, I'd really appreciate it. No agent 
no agent should give up on auto, home, or small commercial just because the direct carriers and their, their in quotes, independent agent partners, in quotes, are now writing that business direct. And I'll be happy to tell you why I believe yes, that please. in a second. But specifically to the middle market piece, uh, do I believe at some point, uh, not necessarily, but I think the misnomer is to keep thinking about small commercial and middle market. If you could see me drawing right now, you'd see me drawing this curve right from kind of true small small commercial up to kind of middle market and even larger. And I, I don't think we're going to define ourselves any lo much longer in terms of small versus middle necessarily. But what can be modeled and what can be more automated is, is kind of going to be the differentiating factor. I, I don't know that we get to a point where data, algorithms, big data, artificial intelligence, all, again, those buzzwords that sound cool, uh, can be applied in such a way that every commercial risk is going to be modeled and the need for an underwriter to challenge, to ask questions, to do additional investigations are going to be eliminated. Do I see that? I never say never, so I'm certainly not going to say it's never going to happen, but I think it's very unlikely, not in my lifetime, that's definitely not going to happen, but even in yours, because you sound like a young guy, that, that you're, we're going to see that. But you will see ongoing development, and this is the part that uh, agents really have to accept, not as a threat, but an opportunity. This idea of better and better modeling and better and better ways to get match rate to risk is not going to get worse. It's only going to get better. And as it gets better, the opportunity to push that into the commercial lines, even as you move into the middle market space, is very real. You hear me say all the time that small commercial is much more of a personalized product today than it is a commercialized product. Well, the reason I say that is because it's becoming more and more modeled. Agents have to adjust to that in terms of how they sell that business, how they go after that business, how they organize their offices. But as this moves into the middle market space, it's not at all a threat. Uh, and I don't believe, I want to be really, really clear that there is similarity between a single auto policy or even a, um, you know, an, a home. There is much more complexity as you get into writing restaurants and, and so on and so forth. But um, it, we have to be prepared for the fact that things are moving in that direction. Yeah, I, I, this is one of those spaces where um, you, you said we need to think of these things not as a threat, as an opportunity. And I think that's kind of why I like to have these conversations. Like the reason kind of that, I, that we do elevate, that we do this podcast is for that reason, to showcase these ideas, not to say, you know, the sky is falling, but to say, guys, look at, look at what we can, you know, if we, if we do a little bit of, of sowing here, there's a, there's a lot of reaping on the back end. And, um, I just could not agree with you more. And automating gives us the ability, automating the stuff that we don't love doing anyways, just gives us the ability to do what we really like doing, which is spending time with our customers and being trusted advisors. So, um, right. And if you don't mind me jumping in, I yes, apologize, yeah, I but I, I, I get on my soapbox in front of agents all the time on this, whether it's auto home or, and it's increasingly coming to small commercial. Again, their quote unquote partners are looking to write that stuff directly to the business owners. And what I keep saying to agents is that, they have the ultimate uh, benefit uh, over anybody that's trying to reach these customers directly, right? One, they're local, which is huge, huge advantage. Two, they are trusted advisors, trusted professionals. So what they have to do is they have to invest in this space. 
you know, it's not, and you know, for years I've been saying, get a website, you know, and that seems so basic today, but there's still too many agents that haven't built a really quality website. Second, get really good at search engine optimization. If you don't know what SEO means, hire young people, give them an opportunity, help them drive customers to their website. I've got a number of agencies, and that's the other thing about this, by the way, I think is really important. There's all, we always kind of assume agents are like, non-techies that's the dumbest thing ever we have a bunch of our agents that are really really good in this space and a lot of their business is coming from customers they're driving to their website auto home and commercial and the agents that are because they if they're really good at seo work the all the analytics that drive that that give them scores whether it's on google or yahoo or somewhere else their local presence adds a lot of value so if you're driving uh, you're here in Columbus at 9 o'clock at night and you say, I need insurance for my home. A couple of local Columbus agents are going to come in that top four. And that's pretty valuable because the customer that lives here sees that local Columbus agent and they're much more inclined to go there. And of course, then the ultimate opportunity is agent still has choice. But what we're building at State Auto for the digital sites is, is a couple things. One, we are actually investing, and I, I can't say much more about it because it's early days, but we're investing in, you know, we had the bad old days of just co-op advertising on Yellow Pages. You're too young. Yellow Pages, by the way, was a big book where you could look up phone numbers. Um, where, you, you know, we would have co-op advertising on Yellow Pages. Now we're working on something where we're going to do some co-op work with agents on search engine optimization and digitization of their agents' offices and their sites. And we're backing it up not only with that help to agents, but the same platform that we're using today, uh, by the end of this year or early next year, they're going to be able to white label it, right? So that if it is 9 o'clock in Columbus and they come into your agency, they can go right online and say, do you want a quote? Hit the quote button. They come into the state auto site, and it's white labeled, so they think they're still on the agency site. They get their quote. If they want to buy it, there's a buy button, and they buy it, and they're done. And I'm agnostic as to how I get the business. The agent gets the business. We get the business. They get the same commission rate. Now, I know a lot of our agents uh, are either reluctant to do that, and I know it takes the choice piece out. But what I'm hoping over time is that we can build some type of uh, better partners that truly have this commitment to independent agents and maybe there's two or three quotes that can come up at the same time. So I know I'm speaking kind of way out there a little bit uh, for some people, but agents can win in the digital space. The very first thing they need to do is get rid of that point of view that somebody who buys on the internet's a bad insurance customer. That's the wrong frame of mind. Let that go, it's not true. And then second, they've got to invest in this space. And even without us behind them, getting people to get to their site, they can complete that deal much more effectively than anybody else. So sorry for rambling on there, but I had to get my no, digital I, pitch to agent. And I love it. And to, to be honest with you, the fact that you would even be open to having other carriers on your platform, not, not that you, you know, obviously I know you're talking in the future and all that kind of stuff. That's the yeah. type of mentality that brings the industry together. I, I can't tell Absolutely. you how many carrier offices I've sat in to talk about uh, uh, call centers, right? How do we get agents to use the call centers more? We have this great call center. You know, why don't they use them? And, and it's a great question. And most of the call centers are very well done. Yeah. And the, and I always come yeah. back to the simple answer is the day you start willingly uh, servicing other carriers' policies is the day agents start using your call center because who wants to send 
they're cust- you know, one customer to this call center and one customer to this one over there doesn't make any sense. So I love that mentality. Hopefully it happens. Obviously we'll see. So I have two things well, left. We, we've, yeah. got to, yeah. we've got to start pushing back. I mean, we get these new entrants, like what are they called? Gatorade or iced tea or lemonade or something yep. silly like that, who come into our industry, bash us, supported by other insurance carriers, by the way, yep. completely bash our industry, say bad things about us, which, which are not true. The vast majority of what we do is done really, really well. And they come in and we let this happen to us. I mean, they're, they're, all they are is a marketing firm that isn't even doing what they say they're going to do. But yet we've got to come together as an industry and talk about with great pride all the good things we do and not let external threats come in without pushing back and taking charge of the positives in this industry. Amen, brother. And I'm going to get my marketing pitch in here. Those kinds of the conversations that are happening at Elevate, everyone who's listening, elevateconference.com. Get your ticket today. So um, two things before we let before I let you go. I want to be respectful of your time. But uh, one, you asked me to follow up on no agent should give up on personal lines and small commercial, which I agree with. And I'd love you to just hit that specifically with personal lines because you kind of did touch commercial. But I'm a firm believer in my, my wife's family's agency, the agency that I worked at for for uh, eight years, consistently grows between seven and nine uh, percent every year, and they're seventy percent and growing personal lines agency. So, um, yeah, yeah, personal lines is absolutely still a possibility. We shouldn't give up on it, but I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that I would tie it, uh, directly back to what I said about commercial, but I'd also say this: um, nobody there's there's going to be opportunity for everybody direct writers uh direct response companies people are going to there, there's opportunity to write business and there's a lot of it so that's kind of point number one there are always going to be some folks this is not a the world's crash you know the you know the sky's falling or whatever there's opportunities for agents in that space but the real key is the same as what i was saying about commercial agents who invest in their platform agents who invest in the digital space agents who invest in things like search engine optimization, those customers that are going to geico.com or progressive.com or travelers.com or Hartford AARP, they're looking for an easy way to get their insurance. It doesn't make them good or bad. It just makes the way they want to do business. They can, if, if agents have a presence in the digital world, they can drive those same customers to their website. The real key is, Agents always say to me, well, it's a relationship business. I 1,000% agree with that. Just understand that some customers want a different type of relationship. They want a relationship where they blog together or they Facebook with their agent or they just email or they just text. They do want a relationship. It's just a different type of relationship. And agents that accept that can really be good because they can very efficiently talk to a whole bunch of agents by having a monthly blog or, or having a, uh, a social media group that they put together of all their customers so they can talk about their various experiences, whatever it is. So that's really whether it's auto, home, small commercial, it's those same issues that I think if agents focus in that space, they can really win. Yeah. So last question. Um, I am a, a firm believer in culture eats strategy for breakfast and yep. You, this, the transformation that you've done since you've joined State Auto and the, and the push that you've done and the move towards innovation, um, you have five cultural traits that you've really pushed. And uh, I'm going to list them. You don't have to talk about each one specifically. I'm really just interested in the, the high-level thought behind these, these traits. 
and um, I just you know, kind of as a leader in my own business and just having interest in this general, why, the, why these and, and what has it done? So the five, I'll, I'll list them for you. Uh, nimble, responsive, creative, passionate, driven. So just kind of closing out, why these and, and what has been the impact of driving culture around these items? Yeah, I think culture is the key to all we're doing. Uh, so I'm going to talk, uh, I, those five words, I think, capture this, that we want a very open, inclusive, diverse, candid, transparent organization where every single associate has a voice. We don't want that type of organization where we tell people what to do. We want them to push back. We want them to challenge us. And if you think of those words, I think they represent the type of environment we want to create because I can't make it successful. Uh, a group of leaders can't do it, but 2,000 plus associates who are pushing, pulling, whatever you want to call it, together can make that type of difference. And I think that's why the culture's so critically, critically important to us, and we're a thousand percent committed to it. Mike. I appreciate your time, man. I know that you're a very busy guy, and it means uh, the world to me that you would take some of that time and share your thoughts with our audience. I know they appreciate it. I want to thank you one more time for uh, both you yourself and State Auto being such a big part of the Elevate Conference, and uh, and this has been great. I, I, you've been very candid and, uh, and wonderful, and I just thank you so much. Ryan, my pleasure, and look forward to seeing you at Elevate. I think it's in a great city, right? Cleveland? It's in Cleveland, yes. Cleveland, Ohio, which... Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, which is my hometown, yes. and uh, Cleveland rocks. Yes, it does, and uh, we are at the brand new Hilton Cleveland downtown with gorgeous view of the lake, so it's, it's a wonderful spot. It's a, it's a, it's a really yeah. wonderful spot. We're, we're happy to be there. And maybe we can uh, all share uh, World Series championship memories. Well, as a, as a New Yorker, I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to share happy World Series memories, but I wish the best for you. Fair enough. Thank you.